Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk with Sam podcast. Just Talk with Sam podcast. Man, we got an excellent one for you today, man. I get a chance to fan out a little bit. My man is showing up to the podcast, James Murray, or better known as Murr, to all my people who watch the Impractical Jokers, who followed his work with the Tenderloins. He's on True TV, um, Twitter, Instagram. Well, Twitter, well, X, James Murray, Instagram, The Real Murr. Man, this is great. We get a chance to sit down and chop it up with him um, about his life, his career. He's actually coming uh, to a city near you. He has a stand-up tour that's doing here. And quite honestly, here, I'm based out of Michigan. He will be close by at the Royal Oak Music Theater in Royal Oak, Saturday, October 28th. Please, there's limited amounts of tickets left. You may want to hurry up, get a sellout show for him. His uh, stand-up show is just incredible. So, please... Um, he's coming to a city near you. Check him out. And as always, you can check him out on the Impractical Jokers. And he's also an author. We talked about some of his books he's written, some for the adults and some for the children. Um, actually, my child has uh, one of his books. So I thought that was pretty dope. I got a chance to uh, share that tidbit with him. But before we jump into this awesome interview, I just want to say everything that can be found about the Just Talk to Sam podcast is at our homepage samshownation.com yes you're home for everything related to the just talk with sam podcast yes just talk with sam podcast is right there at samshownation.com and all my eagle eye people um you've seen it in the corner the home page and current promotions page there's a donate button this has always been a semi-crowdfunded podcast so please uh when you hit that donate button give whatever makes you feel like a good person to keep the free funny free but honestly, we've been doing this for over 13 years, and this has been awesome. And reaching you guys, and um, and you guys contributing to it, this has always been a labor of love, but the love actually overflows, and you guys help out a lot. So I want to thank you guys for doing so. Also, people who want a little bang for their buck, who want a little uh, receipt for their wares, they can always go to Um Hit the store link and get all your Just Talk With Sam swag there, whether that be stickers, t-shirts, hats, whatever that you need to show the world that you really like this podcast. It's all right there. Go check it out. Um, go ahead, get you some Just Talk With Sam swag right then and there. I guarantee all the profits go right back to the podcast, make it a bigger, better, greater podcast. Speaking of the podcast, you can always go to samshownation.com. You can check out all of your podcasts right then and there by hitting the podcast link. The audio versions are there on the website. You can listen to it again. You can catch up. Maybe you missed something. Maybe you want to hear it again. It's all right there. But we are wherever podcasts can be found. So just put in Just Talk With Sam, the GN Talk, Just Talk With Sam podcast, and we're everywhere, whether it be Amazon, whether it be iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher. Uh, My old school people use CastBox. I am one of those people who use CastBox. Um, um, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting them. Uh, Spotify. Man. Um. What's the other one? I said Amazon. That's Amazon. Um, either way, wherever you listen to your podcast, just put in Just Talk With Sam. No GN talking. It's all right there. Uh, check us out. We got a few sponsors today. Uh, before we get into this great interview uh, with my man James Murray. Murr, man, this is a staple and I'm getting so ready for this podcast. But the first sponsor is the good folks at Paramount+. Plus. Yes, Paramount Plus has a mountain of entertainment, 
And right now, you can check out live sports, whether that be football, uh, American football, or football, soccer. It's all in gear right now. You can check out a lot of their um, in-depth coverage. I love uh, CBS Sports. Uh, I have been watching enough Jamie Eisenberg and Dave Richard, the Killer Bull Elephant. Those guys are amazing. I love their take on the game of football. It, it, it is awesome. And they have, but by getting Paramount Plus, it's not just sports. You can watch movies, uh, whatever type of movies you're into. A uh, great array of movies. You can watch um, in-home series. They have a kid shows. Speaking of series, I think my guests would appreciate this. The Impractical Jokers are on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus is a mountain of entertainment with um, with plans starting as low as fifty nine ninety nine. Please check it out. Go to Paramount Plus. It's a mountain of entertainment. The best way to go to Paramount Plus is go to samshownation.com. You can click that Paramount Plus link, and uh, we may have a few deals for you. But they got plans starting as low as $5.99. Go ahead, check it out. Paramount Plus is a mountain of entertainment. The next sponsor here Just Talk With Sam podcast is the good folks at MLBShop.com. Guys, who don't like October baseball? I didn't see one hand raise up. October baseball is awesome, and you can support your teams that are still playing in the postseason. Right now, if you're an Atlanta fan, Texas Rangers fan, Philly in the house, uh, Minnesota, Houston, Arizona, L.A., those people are still in it trying to make the World Series, and you can support them all. And, unfortunately, if your team was not listed just a second ago, get a jump on next season because if you go to samshownation.com you click the mlbshop.com uh, link you can save up to 65% off site-wide by using the promo code shortstop yes all one word like the position shortstop so please go to samshownation.com click the mlbshop.com link use the promo code shortstop and save up to 65% off and last, and certainly not leastly, Target. Your friendly neighborhood Target via SamShowNation.com. Starting now until the holiday season. Well, this may be a year-round thing. I'm, I'm not sure how they do this, but it's the deal of the day. Go to SamShowNation.com. You click that Target link and you get the deal of the day. Now, you may want to hurry up because I, I just clicked it while I'm talking to you guys. And today's deal of the day is JLab Go Wireless True Bluetooth Headsets um, for only $19.99. I think I have too many Bluetooth headsets, but one more wouldn't hurt. I will go to SamsungNation.com and I will click that target link. Well, let's see if we get some more Bluetooth headsets. Um, also, deal of the day. If you, I just talked about all the sports and stuff watching Paramount Plus, you know that will go well with it. A Western House 43-inch television. Smart Roku TV, actually, for $149.99. Great TV to have just around. You can catch up on all the stuff we just talked about with the Paramount Plus and um, October Baseball. So, check us out. Go to samshownation.com on the current promotions page. Click the Target link. And you can buy stuff right then and there. You can pick it up at your friendly neighborhood Target. Right with their pickup options. Whether they bring it out to your car or you're getting it right inside there. 
or you don't even have to leave the couch. They'll deliver it right to your house. So please go to SamsungNation.com, click the Target link, and um, go to your friendly neighborhood Target. That's all I got for right now. So what I'm about to do, I'm about to reset these mics, and I'm about to talk to James Murray, better known as Murph from the Impractical Jokers. And we'll see you guys in about 90 seconds. This is Just Talking Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talking Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. You don't talk about it. Be about it. I don't know this till like right now. Seriously. Subscribe right and review on iTunes, Joe. Obviously, if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. Hello? Hi! Hi, Sam. How are you, buddy? Man, Murr <laughs> is so good to have you on this podcast, man. I I am a fan of your work. I love what you do. I have watched you. You know what? Before I even get into all of this, you just want to just start the podcast. Sure, man. Alright, look, Murr, I don't know if you ever paid attention to my podcast at one point, but you know we gotta do it for every guest we have available, especially someone of your magnitude. We have something called the over the top intro. You ready okay. for it? I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm I'm excited to hear. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. This is for my man Murr, man. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is a comedian, author, philanthropist, and actor who has totally given up his very ego for our very entertainment. You know him from his guest starring appearances on TV series such as Bones and his acting prowess in Howard Stern's private parts, or most importantly, he is a staple of the Tenderloins and a prominent member of the Impractical Jokers when he's not waxing his body every two weeks and pining over his high school crush, Miss Lindsay. He is providing laughs and general entertainment in our face, ears, and eye holes, and he will be coming to your city live. James Murray, Murray, welcome yeah! to the <laughs> That is the best intro I've ever gotten in my life, by the way. And yes, I did shave my body hair literally two days ago. Because every two weeks I got to do it. And then because I'm bald, I got to cut my hair every week. It's crazy. Because if you don't cut your hair when you're bald, only the sides grow out and I look freaking crazy, man. 
By the way, can, can I commend you on your background? Yeah. I know I know it's a Die Hard uh, poster, and is that Breaking Bad behind yeah, you too? Yeah. Ready? I just rewatched the entire series. I finished last night. That's how you I, do it. And then I roll. And then I moved on today to Better Call Saul. Man, it's a perfect show. There, I yeah. said it. It's a perfect show. It is. It, it's nerve wracking, man. Like, like there's some episodes that are just difficult to watch in a great way. Like you're like, the, oh my god, what do they do? You know what I mean? It's frustrating and incredible. The acting's great. I just did a full rewatch and finished last night. As you can tell, Mur, I am a fan. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. And I just, I just, I just, I'm very, very slobberingly grateful that you are just here with us today. I know we ain't got a lot of time, but I want to just talk about um, a lot of stuff. Like mainly, we talk about it practical jokes. We talked about that a little bit. But uh, working with your best friends, man, that's always a dream job. How has it been? I feel like you answered this question so many times, but. Come on, tell me. I, it's honestly great. It, it, it's the greatest strength and weakness of the show, right? Because, you know, they're not like, they're coworkers, but they're not because they're my best friends. So, you know, we, we fight like best friends all the time. And then, but, but we're also coworkers and we just have to work together. And then we make up immediately too, because I'm too old to make new friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I going to do? I can't, there's no, <laughs> we have an idea for next, season of the show uh for a challenge it's called new male best friend oh no middle-aged male best friend new middle-aged male best friend and the challenge is this you've got to go into like a men's room the camera stays outside so you only hear the audio of the the joker that goes inside right you've got to go up to another guy in the men's room and say listen i'm I'm a middle-aged man i'm just kind of looking for some new male adult best friends could i get your phone number it's not weird or sexual it's just I just want to make new adult middle aged male best friends. I can't wait to watch that. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> like when you grow up and you guys, the Jokers are has always been great, but when you grow up with these guys, I have to ask, just for my own personal edification, how many times did you guys land in detention? For it was only Q, man. Q, you, Q be in detention all the time. I was a good kid. So was Joe. So was Sal. We stayed out of trouble. We didn't do it. And it was real, it's real hard to get detention in an all boys Catholic high school because all the, there were kids that were so much worse. They were, can I curse? Yeah. Yeah. Free, free. Total, total fuck ups. You know what I mean? Like, like you could tell in high school that, oh man, these kids are, their life is going in another direction. So, the, like the the ire of the teachers always aimed at those kids. Like we were we were bad kids, but not the baddest of kids. And in an all boys Catholic uh, high school, the teachers just took aim at the baddest, and they were very bad. So we were okay. All right. Outside of Q, I always ask who got who out of the rest you got in trouble the most. But look, you have found a way to juggle this and I feel like as a person, no pun intended, wears a lot of hats you have done this right you definitely stay busy, whether it be Jokers, Misery Index, Dinner Party, when you guys first started Jokers, did you ever imagine that we would we would be here right now we would we would be on this level no no way, man. I mean, we're not, we've been filming the TV show now for 13 years, right? And, and there was a moment. Keep in mind, Jokers is like our third show we sold. We shot two other pilots to two different networks. 
they said we were too old, too fat, too bald for TV, whatever. And uh, and the Jokers was a third show we sold, and it got picked up and went series. But there was a moment, like when the show premiered, uh, December fifteenth, uh, two thousand, December eleventh, December fifteenth, two thousand eleven. Uh, we started shooting two thousand ten. It finally aired end of two thousand eleven. That premiere night, we had like a party for our friends' family, and there's a shot you can find it online of the guys and I all together in a circle, kind of very close. What we were saying in that moment was that chances are we're getting canceled tomorrow, right? Because the the ratings going to come in, they suck. People don't want to see, you know, fat, balding, white guys from Staten Island doing pranks, right? It's just whatever. Uh, we're like, we're going to get canceled tomorrow, right? And uh, and we didn't get canceled. The ratings were good, and they stayed good and, got, and grew and grew and grew. And But we said in that moment, like, this could be the – only night we're ever on television. Like we get canceled tomorrow, but in this moment right now, we made it. You know, and we we oh got God. here on our own terms. We didn't. We weren't discovered. We worked our asses off and got here. And uh, and that's what we were saying in that circle in that photo. And uh, and here we are. Gosh, thirteen years later, still going, man. It's crazy. I can't believe. It. I literally can't believe it. And it's. Look. It's certainly not because of our looks or talents. <laughs> well, hold on. No, don't sell yourself short because you guys have talents. And quite honestly, you've had celebrities on your show. And you, uh, I think one of your first, first ever people was like John Mayer. Of all people is your celebrity guest. But I, I guess my question is this. Out of watching the show, we're, we're at season 10 going on 11. Who is the celebrity that can stand in and be an honorary joker? God forbid somebody need a day off or something. You got to take some time off. Who's the celebrity that you can say, like, all right, this person could be a joker today? Sure. I mean, there's precedent for Joey Fatone being, the, being uh, you know, the, the rogue joker that comes in. He's done many episodes. The season finale of season 10 airing in the spring, uh, we give Fatone the whole episode. He's in it with uh, – in with us entirely. And then for the first time ever, we punish someone that's not ourselves. He loses the episode and we punish him. It's the first time ever we've punished anyone that's not the guys in there, right? So I'm excited for that. Uh, and then, you know, Eric Andre fits really nicely in our world too. He's going to be on a couple more episodes coming up. Uh, and lots of people, man. I would love to get Jack Black in the show. That'd be awesome. Oh, man, that'd be great. That'd be great. But, I, I have to say this. This is me. This is just me. I'm being selfish right now because when you talk to one, okay, look, I'm I'm keeping it 100. I'll keep it 100. When you talk to someone, you essentially watch every night. I, I'll just put it like that. The questions kind of write themselves in an interview such as this. What you are seeing is me trying to be a professional right now. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this is coming from a very personal place. I, I just want to put it on front street, Murph. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. With that said, one of my favorite moments of the show, and it sucks if you're you, was having Danny, uh, uh, Danica McKellar on the show. I grew up, man. We're about the same age. I loved me some Winnie Cooper. Sure. So when you thinking you're in a bodybuilding contest, you see your childhood crush, much like everyone else's childhood crush, and you turn super red. And I, yeah. I get it. I totally get it. I only ask, all right, how did you come back from that? How did you have the wherewithal to just kind of just go with the flow? Because I couldn't have did it, man. 
I, I, I never came back from it. I, I'm still uh, tortured by the moment. There's my life before and after that moment. It is single-handedly the most embarrassing moment of my life. Because you have to keep in mind the whole scenario, right? So so I go in there thinking I'm competing in a bodybuilding competition. They they had I go in this waiting room. They have these dudes that are freaking jacked up. They they start working out at 5 a.m. They end at, at, at you know, 10 p.m. at night, right? And they're ripped. They're greased up. And they piped in the sounds of a real bodybuilding competition in the room I was waiting in, right? And they strip me down. They they start spray tanning me. My nipples are, like, already very pointy, right? And they're <laughs> extra pointy. And, and if you look at the photos of that punishment, my body is spray tanned. My, my face isn't. So my face looks superimposed on my own body, right? So I'm already mortified physically. I'm naked. I got a little Speedo on. That's already a mortifying punishment to go out there and... and kind of flex and compete in a real competition. I don't, I have the uh, the body of a, a, a string bead, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, so I'm already mortified and a split second before I open the door to walk in the room for the competition, part of my brain was like, what if there's a twist here and I'm not walking into a competition, even though I hear it? What if there's no competition going on? I open the door, never in a million years could I expect Winnie Cooper, Danica McKellar, my childhood crush. I didn't yeah. know she show the guys had reached out to her i had no clue we had no contact with her and we just the guys had found out she was a fan and invited her she was totally game keep in mind that she's not wearing an earpiece everything she says to me to rip me apart is off the top of her head so she got the show she understood the show she loved the show her kids watch it i was i felt about this tall man i i could i was so embarrassed i i will never forget that moment ever in my life you can't it together though you like, if you watch, and this is coming from an objective person, granted, where your world is probably crumbling inside your head, Lord knows what inception level of things is going on in your head. You somehow still completed the interview. I mean, not well. I look like an idiot. My, my favorite is when uh, uh, I said, uh, what would America call our child? And she says, off the top of her head, she's no weird piece. She goes, a mistake. I was like, oh, shit. I'm getting sassed by Winnie Cooper, man. It's crazy. Man. Look, you guys have been going 10, 10 seasons strong. I have to ask, is it easier to do it because you guys are popular? Do, do people figure you guys out? Do, you, do people just in the street like, oh, that's Murr. Watch out for him. There, there's some people. I mean, it happens all the time, right? So I, I went to a Giants game like uh, a few years back. And uh, at halftime of the game, uh, I go to use the men's room. And, you know, Giant Stadium, there's 30 urinals in a row. You're squeezed shoulder to shoulder between dudes. And you wait like 10 guys deep before you get up to the urinal, right? So I wait my turn, get up to the urinal. I'm literally shoulder to shoulder like this. And the guy to my left recognizes me and leans over. And he goes, am I on TV right now? I was like, no, dude. I'm peeing in the men's room at Giant Stadium. There's no cameras in the in the bathroom at Giant Stadium. Like it happens all the time, but no one gets no one gets us. We I'll spot you a mile away if you know the show. And we don't. What helps us is that we we don't look famous, man. I, I look like a pharmacist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people recognize me, but they think I work at Walgreens and the prescriptions ready. <laughs> so even in with that, I, I there are people who like get it. How many times have the for the people who don't get it. How many times have the cops been called and how do you get out of it? Uh, so many times and we get out of it the same way every time. 
perfect. They just got called on us three months ago. We did a, that episode with Post Malone, right? He's a right. mega fan of the show. We'd heard for a long time he was a fan of the show. He's been watching the show since, since he was 13 years old, right? And he had an encyclopedic knowledge of the show. He comes to set, we film with him. It was one of these punishments where uh, him and Q were working as parking garage attendees, right? And it's uh, one of these parking structures that's like vertical, right? So you come in to claim your car, they bring it down for another level of the building, pull it out, you take it. So uh, unbeknownst to the customer, uh, Sal, myself, and Post were on a different level of the garage doing whatever we wanted to to the customer's car before Post brought it down and Q had to deal with the consequences, right? So this one woman comes up to claim her car. We filled her car up with so much smoke as if Post had smoked every joint on the planet, right, inside this poor lady's car. He pulls the car out, opens the door, and like a cumulus cloud comes out of her front seat. She freaks the fuck out. She loses her mind. She starts screaming. She doesn't recognize Q or Post. She starts screaming. She calls 911 on us. Three minutes later, NYPD, NYPD rolls up on the garage. They come out. They recognize Post and Q. They calm the lady down, like, please calm down, calm down. They take her outside. And they come back in. We're like, shit, we're going to get busted, man. They're going to shut the TV show down, say, guys, too much. You've gone too far. They come in and they're like, guys, 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 listen. We're huge fans of the show. Can we take photos with you? I'm like, yes! Suck it, lady! It works every time. Like, we like the kind of hold 15, 20 times on us in the, in the past 10 years. I can see that. I can see that. But yeah. I, I kind of alluded to that in the intro. You're coming to here. Um, I am a proud Detroiter. But right outside Detroit, right in our suburbs, you're coming to Royal Oak Music Theater. That's on the uh, 28th yep. of October. I have to say, like, seeing you guys live, well, seeing you, I've seen you guys live, all four of you, but seeing you by yourself live, what are we expecting? What, Dude, what I can't even tell you. It is outrageously fun. By the way, the show is all ages. Bring the whole kit, bring the kids, everybody. You can get tickets at merlive.com. I'll be there in Royal Oak, right side of Detroit, on Saturday, the 28th of October. Uh, the live show is outrageous because uh, there's, it's stand-up comedy, obviously, and I shot pranks for the live show that's on a giant screen behind me, just like the Joker's tour. Right. But the, the what's different about my show is that the entire second half of the show is I'm making up as I go. It's all improv because uh, I, I do two games in particular to the end of the show. One is I uh, ask for three volunteers. I borrow their cell phones. And with their permission, I start texting people on their behalf from their phone as if it's them texting and then I'll FaceTime people, whatever you, and it causes chaos in a great way. Uh, you know, you, cause I, and I don't think of the text in advance. I ask the person some questions, learn about them. And then I decide to text their friends, loved ones on their behalf. And it's hysterically funny. And then we do another game at the end of the show where we play impractical jokers live, meaning I choose someone from the crowd, put an earpiece in their ear. I'll send them out into the streets of uh, Michigan we watch on screen in the theater as live on the spot on the streets. They've got to do and say what I tell them to. It's like watching the TV show happen live in front of you. I have no idea what's going to happen or how people are going to react. It's like seeing the show happen in front of your eyes. It's outrageous. And I promise not to get you arrested. <laughs> All right. That sounds awesome. And, okay, I'm glad you promised not to get people arrested. That that's You may, may want to open with that. But, <laughs> but, look, man, this is great. But... I got to ask, what made you want to tour on your own? I mean, you guys, uh, I know you're a part of a collective, but. Yeah, it's just, it's just based on schedule. So the, the Joker's tour did our first half of our run uh, from January through July of this, ended July of this year. They would take a few months off. 
from touring, and then we go back to the Jokers tour in January, then tour for the next six months on the Jokers tour. So it's just a gap in the schedule of uh, of our shows. So it's like, well, screw it. I love performing. I'm doing my own shows now. And then we go back to the Jokers tour in January. It's just, you know. Okay. <laughs> All right, but hey, I want to give you this. I want to say thank you for this because you you inadvertently helped us out without knowing. Um, my son is, he's 10, and he's reading Area 51 interns. He read No first. way! Yes! He's he's into it because he didn't want to read comic He wanted to read something for school for a book report, but he didn't want to read something like a comic book or something like that. He wanted to be a little different, so what we did, we picked Area 51 interns, and I was like, hey, you like aliens? Um, hope, hopefully this will grab your attention. Not only did it grab your attention, we got the first book, we got the second book, and um, you know what? I'm did sure. You, uh, did, you, did you get the third book yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We're on our way. So, did you order it yet or no? Um, no. We were okay. We so, were so, so after this, when we stop recording, I'm going to give you my uh, email address and uh, send me your address, and I'm going to send you an autographed third book, uh, complimentary uh, for Thank me. You so uh, much. Fun. Just let me, you know. Uh, and it's uh, my treat. He, oh, I appreciate it, Mer. Matt, he read the first two mainly because he wanted to do something for school that wasn't school protocol. They yeah. had their own list and he just wanted to do some of his own and he, he likes it. So that's just, awesome, man. Yeah. The, the books are great. It's, uh, you know, the first one's about alien, aliens, second one's about mythical creatures. This one's all about time travel. Uh, it's awesome. They're great for He's the perfect age for this book, 10 years old, you know? All right. So I feel like there's other parents. If you don't mind, just talk a little bit about Area 51 interns so people under our yeah. sight and sound can hear it. I got them all here. Let me see. Uh, Area 51 interns is a book trilogy uh, from Penguin Random House written by me and my uh, dear co-worker, uh, colleague, uh, Carson Smith. Uh, it's about a group of kids that land a summer internship at the infamous Area 51, uh, and their parents happen to work there. And uh, everything, every day they go to work, something crazy and different and new happens that uh, jeopardizes all the adults. And some of these kids that save the day every single book. So book one came out about a year ago. Is so of course the aliens get loose in Area 51. Book two came out about six months ago. That's the mythical creatures like the chupacabra get loose in the basin. The kids have to save the day. And book three, we dive into another sci-fi topic, time travel. And they've got to travel all throughout time to save Vivian's father, who's caught in a time loop. They're awesome, funny, hysterical sci-fi comedy for kids. Uh, and you can get, get it wherever books are sold. Or if you want an autographed copy, go to area51novel.com. Mur, I can totally attest to that, mainly because I'm living proof of it. So thank you so much. But you got it, man. I, that leads to my question. I've always heard like writing books is like super hard. Um, it seems to come easy for you. This is like your sixth, sixth or seventh book, right? The eighth, actually. Eighth. Uh, yeah, this eighth. there we go. One. Yeah, I've got, uh, they're all up here above my head. I've got, uh, The Awakened Trilogy is sci fi horror. Uh, The Stowaway is a serial killer thriller. Uh, Don't Move is a creature feature horror. And then the three Area 51 books. And then uh, next uh, October, I've got another serial killer novel coming out set during Christmas time called You Better Watch Out. <laughs> okay. I'm, I like that. I love that title. 
But what makes it so easy for you? Like it's not easy. It's hard as shit. It's uh coming up with the ideas is are is easy. Are easy. Uh, the ideas are easy. Uh, and then spending a week developing the characters, plot, uh, hook. You know how we get there and sequencing the chapters in paragraph form. That's easy. Yeah, that's a lot of fun because we drink a lot while doing it. You know, and laugh a lot. Uh, but the actual physical writing of the book is very difficult. So as soon as we hang up. I go back to writing because I'm on a really tight deadline for the book that comes out next October. It, it was due weeks ago and we pushed the deadline a little bit, but it takes it, you know, you got to hand a book in minimum nine months before and it's got to be copy edited minimum nine months before in order to hit your publishing date. So it's hard. It's hard work, man. It's, it's a lot of focus and uh, time to get it exactly right because you can't, it has to be great and you have to stick the landing. If you miss if you don't stick the landing, you know, what What the hell was the whole thing for? So, you know, it's so funny. You, you fly through writing the main part of the, the book. And then when you get to the last five chapters, it slows to a crawl the writing process because you have to get it exactly right. Well, I know I want to talk about this. And I know we're up against it. And I'm eating too much of your time. But I remiss. If I didn't talk about this, you and your wife just had the number 95 candles, second annual Alzheimer's charity. Oh, yeah, right? thanks, man. That was last week. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, a few days ago, actually. I couldn't yep. get into it why it was happening. But I still want people to understand what this is about. I don't know. I Well, let me rephrase that. I do know Alzheimer's has affected your life and much like my own and anyone else. But can you tell them a little bit about um, Alzheimer's Charity Night that you and your wife host? Sure. It's, uh, you know, uh, an event uh, organized and thrown by my wife. I'm there, of course, supporting her and the charity. We do this uh, annual event to support uh, Fisher Center for Alzheimer's Research, which is one of the very special, rare organizations in the country that's not just a charity, but they also have scientists that do research into Alzheimer's, you know, so they have a fully functioning laboratory where they're testing out new drugs and they actually do work in the field to advance the field, not just help families and uh, people suffering from Alzheimer's. An amazing organization. So my father, uh, well-known, he's been on Jokers many, many times over the past 13 years, but he uh, uh, just passed from Alzheimer's a few months ago. And uh, and his condition as it worsened actually is what ended, the stress of it ended up killing my mom too. Uh, she passed a few months before him from how, just how bad his Alzheimer's had gotten. And it, it puts a tremendous emotional uh, toll on the family and on him, of course, and physical toll on him. And we just uh, watched as the disease um, over the course of years just took my father. You know, it's like when someone dies suddenly, my mother died very suddenly. Uh, it, it's, it's a terrible tragedy and sh in shock. When someone dies from Alzheimer's, it's, uh, it's like losing them by attrition. You know, the person you knew just slowly disappears a little bit more and more each day. So by the end of his life, uh, there was no quality of life. There was no, um, he just was gone. You know, he was alive, but gone. And uh, it's very hard for uh, to see someone you love just disappear like that, you know. So uh, the event we do, we do it uh, every year, excuse me. The event we do, we do it every year uh, to raise money through the Fisher Center to make advancements in Alzheimer's research. We just tentatively set the date for next year for October 5th. You can join virtually or online. We have amazing sponsors and prizes. 
my wife raised almost a hundred thousand dollars last Saturday night awesome. for Alzheimer's. Last year, first year, we did thirty-two thousand. This year, almost a hundred. So I, I can't. Everyone that did join us, I can't thank them enough for their generosity, for the amazing artists, sponsors that uh, joined for the event, and uh, it was incredible. I'm a very, very proud husband, uh, and yeah, an amazing event, a great party, a lot of fun, everybody dancing and singing and live auctions. It's really incredible, and uh, I hope you can join us next year. Uh, you'll be able to find out all the details at. Um, well, we haven't set the new site up for next year. We started. We went to lock the date, but you can always go to uh, number ninety number the N O ninety five. Oh no, I'm sorry. Go to ninety five candles dot com to wait. Is that it? <laughs> Let me think. Just check my social media. Well, I'll post there it. you go. <laughs> check the social all media. Hey, because all the murals are. You know, it'll be ninety uh, five charity dot net when it goes up. Okay. I will make sure that we check out your social media. I'll post it all over this before the interview goes up. You're here at Royal Oak um, in uh, October the 28th. And real talk, get your brownie points as a man who rocks the ring himself. You may want you may want to come out and say it, just like hey, I love her. Yeah, um, but we only got a few more minutes left. This camera, that camera, your camera. Tell us what you got coming next. What are you coming next in life? All of it. All, all myrrh. All hey, myrrh, everything. This is the uh, biggest Go ahead. Just celebrated my three-year wedding anniversary, which is awesome. I'm doing 30, 30 different tour dates this city, uh, this uh, fall, all across America. Go to myrrhlive.com to get tickets to all of them. Uh, I'll be at Rhode Island Comic Con in November. I'll be at Galaxy Con in December. What else is going on? The guys and I go back to filming... The TV show in January, uh, the Joker's tour will announce all these spring dates, uh, including likely Radio City Music Hall, which I'm excited about. Uh, we'll be doing a bunch more cities uh, in the spring. Uh, what is going on? I'm writing a new book. comes out next year. Um, Raising a Happy Puppy. Uh, uh, all of our fo- fall crops are growing. We've got broccoli and potatoes <laughs> and potatoes uh, that we're harvesting now, and all the peppers are now uh, picking, we're picking thirty peppers a day. Uh, What's your what, favorite? I grow peppers too. What's your favorite? I, I hate peppers, but I grow them because I love growing everything. But I mean, sweet peppers were really good. I will say the sweet peppers we grew this year were great. I got uh, a few of those. I got a few bananas, but I do have some. Uh, you grow bananas? Into yes. Sweet- How are bananas like tropical? No, bananas are like the easiest ones to grow. The hardest ones is the ones I'm super proud of. I have uh Carolina Reapers here in Michigan, and I also have um if chocolate ghost. Don't that will be a challenge. I'm letting you know right now. Wait, what's chocolate ghost? Is that a pepper? Okay, yeah. You you ever heard of ghost pepper? Of course. So if you leave them in a hot climate long enough. And I guess this summer was nice to it. The chocolate ghost peppers is almost like double the spice of a regular ghost pepper. And it grows and it looks like a little piece of chocolate. Uh, I got to try this. Uh, although I only tried a ghost pepper a single time in my life. And it was on in Proctor Jokers last season. I remember. And I had uncontroll uncontrollable tears shooting my face. Like, literally, I lost all, you know, body functions. It was great. Yeah. They legit thought I was going to shit myself on camera. (laughs) 
Yeah, you may not want to do chocolate ghost. I had to go. I got a 2.30 call. Right? I know, I know. I, I know. We're oh. up against it. Thank you so much. Thanks for um, everything. Mur, um, always welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. You're the best, man. Thanks for being – you're clearly a huge fan. As soon as you hit stop recording, I'm going to give you my personal information, and uh, uh, and then I'm going to send you uh, that autographed copy of the book too, okay? Thank you so much. All right, Sam. All right. There you have it. That was James Murray, better known as Mur. From the Impractical Jokers, man. This ran a little bit longer than what I thought, but I want to thank him for just being awesome. Please check him out on his Twitter or X, James Murray, Instagram, The Real Murr, and Facebook, um, James Murray, James, no, excuse me, James S. Murray, um, on Facebook, or you could go to jamesmurrayofficial.com. Check him out. He's coming to a city near you. He will be here in the greater metro detroit area at the royal oak music theater saturday october 28th check them out this has been a dream this has been a great interview mer man always a pleasure but if you uh um one thing i would like to do um before we get out of here i had them on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago well no a week ago now i think about it. man it's all running together but you know my boys from three wise men media Go to three wise men media dot com or three wise men at gmail. You can um you can you know send them your questions, comments, concerns with them. But if you check them out, you can get an early jump on their Kickstarter for the Elk comic book that they are creating about the uh, continuing adventures of Elk. So please, um, I see they put up some of their rewards. That we talked about in the podcast. Uh, you could get a protector of the multiverse certificate with one reward. You get comics, trading cards. They have uh, just a bunch of stuff for you. So please check them out. Their Kickstarter, actually, depending on when you listen to this, this Kickstarter may already be up. So check out my buddies at 3wisemen.com. And if you're still in the podcast mood, I got to shout out my boys from the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. This is one of my favorite podcasts, not just because they're my friends. They're, there is actually, you know, I just gotta, I just gotta say it. They're funny. They're good. They're good at their jobs. So whether it be Bash, Z, the great, yes, the great DJ M80, and if you're lucky, you may even get AJ. So check them out. It's the Act Accordingly Podcast with Bash and Z. ActAccordinglyPodcast.com. Um, wherever podcasts can be found. So that's enough for me today. Everything related to the podcast can be found at SamShowNation.com. Your home for everything related to the podcast. Oh, and I should have said this. Much like all of our interviews, you can see the full interview on YouTube, on our YouTube page. At uh, just talk with Sam, no G and talking dot com. You can watch the whole thing. You can see me and Mur interact and talk and look at each other face to face. Um, along with that, you can always check us out wherever podcasts can be found. SamShowNation dot com. Your home for everything related to the podcast. Just talk with Sam, uh, no G and talking at gmail dot com. Just talk with Sam, no G and talking on Facebook and Instagram. And I am Sam Show Eleven on the X and or Twitter, that just sounds weird, so I'm going to keep saying Twitter, Sam Show 11, 
And that is what I have right now. I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Uh, peace out.